Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority this wonderful evening. I praise God for the opportunity to be with you all on tonight. God is great and he's worthy to be praised. I'm so excited that you decided to join us as you take authority in your territory. What a blessing it is to operate in kingdom authority. I want you to know that God is looking for every single one of us to utilize the gifts that he has given us so that we can operate in authority. And how you do that tonight is going to be just a different way of looking at our destiny. So I want to I want you to join with me, and we're going to pray first. We're talking about the triple D effect, the triple D effect, and what a blessing it is in order to be, <laughs> in order to come together this wonderful hour. And we're just going to talk for a few minutes on tonight about the triple D effect, about our destiny. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, we glorify you, and we praise you. You are a great God, and you're worthy to be praised. Oh, God, you are our king, you're our deliverer, and we honor you on this evening. Thank you for being the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, oh, God, that you chose us for destiny, for our purpose here on this earth. So, Lord, teach us what we need to do on tonight. Teach us, oh God, what we need to do on this night to operate in authority when it comes to our destiny and our territory. Thank you, Father, for just the, for you being who you are. You are definitely El Shaddai. You are God that is more than enough. You are the Prince of Peace. You the peacemaker, peace giver. Thank you for peace, Father. Thank you that through every test, every storm, every trial, every situation, you are our peace. Thank you, Father, that you are Redeemer, our Savior. You are our Savior, and you forgive our sins. You are faithful and just when we confess them. Thank you, O oh God. We pray right now that you will prick our hearts, Lord, to operate, Father, in what you have given us, to operate in the fact that we are your children. We are the chosen. We are the royal priesthood. We are your children. And because we're your children and you own everything and you created all, we can have just what we ask when we say yes to you. So help us to say yes, Father, to what the message is about tonight as we go into our destiny. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. I see you all coming on. Thank you for coming on on tonight. What a blessing it is to be in God's presence once again. Listen, we're going to talk about the triple D effect. This is something a little bit different, but we're going to talk about don't distract destiny. 
Don't Distract Destiny. And I won't be long. I do have um, a wonderful guest here with me on tonight by the way of Elder Delgie Jones Sr. That's my big brother, you guys know. And then we, he has some things he's going to um, input on this as well and speak to the people of God regarding destiny and who we are. So I want to talk real quick about um, distractions. So this is don't distract destiny. <laughs> distractions are, according to dictionaries, there's different ones, is diversion or interference. It's a disturbance, an interruption. It's also a removal of some obliviousness of something, misdirection. Now, in the Hebrew, and I'm getting right to this, and I want you to get your Bibles out. We have several verses to go through. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew word is pun, P-U-N, pun. And the meaning of pun is mental confusion. It's also entertainment. It's amusement and disarray. So I want you to think of in our dictionary, in the English dictionary, we talk about diversion and interference, disturbance and interruption. I need you to understand distraction in the Hebrew, its original, original um, meaning is mental confusion. And this is an action verb. It's not, it's not a noun. It's not a place and person, place, person or thing. It's action. So whenever we are operating in our journey towards destiny, it's, there's always action. So run with me quick because I have to go quick on this. It's always action. It's something we do or don't do. And if we are not doing, we're still doing something. It's just not the right thing to do. I hope you guys caught that. If we are not doing, we're still doing something. It just not me the right thing to do towards death. Meaning, again, is mental confusion or entertainment, amusement, or disarray. Hear me on this. When we are operating in life, when we have operate when we're operating in life with mental confusion we are drawing away from what god has given us how what does that look like we're going to talk about that that could be three different things it's either yourself and i'm going to, i need to say it's yourself through thought it's other people in the world and it's the enemy the triple d effect the enemy other people or yourself that's what draws you away or turns you away from your destiny. And we have got to be strategic in understanding what it is, how it, how, how it works in order to make sure we understand the path towards our destiny. So let's, let's, we talk about destiny all the time. What is destiny? Destiny is a purpose. Destiny is the reason why you're here. Is the what? Some people say it's the place, but it's the what. In this life, it's the what. And so when you're operating, don't you can't look at it, the world system says it's a place. It's the what. Why are you here? The what's and the why. Why are you here? What are you supposed to do? What is your purpose in living on this earth? So I want to talk about the distractions, and then I want to talk about how, how we can overcome those distractions. So Galatians 1.10, let's talk about others first of all. Galatians 1.10, you want to operate in kingdom authority, listen to this word, 
For do I now, this is Paul, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if, for if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. What is Paul saying? Others can distract us because we want to please others. Whenever you're in this walk and you're looking to please man, it could be your family, it could be your, in a relationship, husband, wife, or whatever the kids, your kids, it could be coworkers, it could be, it could be your own pastor. You have to be in tune with God. We are a bond servant. We serve the most high God, the true and living God, through Jesus Christ. And that's who we have to listen to. Now, I want you to hear me on this. Can, can, can you receive what God says and get a message through others? Absolutely. But if you are not in the word of God, it will, what others say, it should confirm what's in the word of God. And so it's so important to, in your life. The place of people in your life is to help encourage or help in a situation where you learn from them, whether it be good or bad in your eyesight, that's your eyesight, finite, but remember the Lord says all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. So listen, it depends on your perspective. Others in your life help you. So what does David say about others in their life? So if, even when they came against him, his enemies, they stumbled and fell. When they stumbled and fell, it created a stump for him to rise up above and get to higher heights. So you have to know the place of others in your life. However, if you are trying to please man, it is critical for you to understand the impact this has on your what and your why, your destiny here on earth. That's Galatians 1.10. Listen to 1 Corinthians 7.35. I want to read this for you. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you. This is Paul. But for what is proper, he's talking to the church of Corinth, and that you may serve the Lord without what? Distraction, without turning away from your purpose, without confusion. He's saying, I don't want you to be confused. I, 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 I don't want to put a leash on you, but I need you to act the proper way and serve the Lord with a sane mind. Did you hear that? Without distraction means a sane, a sane mind, focused purpose, focused intentional, and saying the right things. Mark 4.19, I know I'm going fast, but hear me on this. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So we've moved on from, um, from others into what well, we're still on others, but the world system and which the enemy uses so, so, mm, he's strategic about using this. Mark 419, and the cares of this world. What are the cares of this world? You're worried about what you're going to eat. You're worried about what you're going to do the next day. You make a to-do list, and he wants us to be intentional, but you can't be so caught up in to that and what you have to do for the day that you miss the purpose of what God has you and who he has to talk to you. Just a few minutes ago, I wanted to make sure I was on this broadcast at a certain time, but a certain person had to talk to me, and I had to take that time. You never know who you may impact, but if I was so caring about what I had to do, I couldn't touch base and have the impact that I needed on this woman, that I, that needed to be done through um, God's through me 
for this woman. You never know what, what, why situations come up. That's why you have to be intentional about whatever happens and know if it's of God or if it's of the enemy or if it's self. Listen to this. Being concerned with the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, worried about getting riches, and the desires for other things entering in, it chokes the word of God and it becomes unfruitful. I don't know about you, but in this life, in this journey, I do not want to live without bearing good fruit. I don't want to live without impacting someone positively. I don't want to live without bringing someone to the Lord Jesus Christ, and they say, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and now they are saved. I don't want to be unfruitful by not doing what God has said for us to do. Here's the world again. 1 John 2.15, listen to this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you do not want to be distracted, turning away and, and, and being mentally confused, we've got to hold on to the love of the Father. I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God, not only his love for me, but my love for him because he's in me. And I'm not turning against my own temple because he's in there. If you love the world, however, and the things of the world, it causes us to be drawn to the world, the word of God in our life and the purpose of God. So how do we play a part in this? Matthew six nineteen through 21. This is our part. So we have the world's part. This is our part. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So be mindful of what you're really thinking about. Be mindful of what you are really trying to accomplish. Be mindful of what you're doing to obtain whatever it is in life. If you're working for stuff all the time, you will never get for the worldly stuff. You'll never achieve the heavenly stuff if that is your only focus. I'm not saying don't focus on getting some of those things, but when you focus on God first, that's why he says Matthew 6.33, seek ye first, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This goes on in this Matthew 6 verse. Tells us don't lay it up, but what you should do is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things shall be added unto you. Now, let's talk about who also wants to distract us, the enemy. Let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 8. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Lion. He's a, he's a liar. It's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. What, did, what happened? He was walking away. God said he got the elect together, his sons together, and he said, what, what are you doing, devil? He says, I'm, I'm going to and fro looking for someone to bother. And he says, well, okay, I got some work for you. Have you considered my servant Job? Now, 
He's walking up and down looking. So that's why we have to be sober and vigilant. We don't know where the devil's going to end up, where he's going to be. So we have to be aware, alert, ready for battle, ready in prayer. And that's what this is talking about also, ready in prayer, ready to do what God says to do because our adversary, I ain't talking about your friend, not talking about your spouse, not talking about your boss. The adversary, the Bible says, the devil is walking about like a roaring lion, just a roaring lion, just, just, just you know, making some noise, seeking, looking, searching, wanting to devour someone. So we can't get distracted by the devil's schemes. What are some of the devil's schemes? Social media. Social media is bad because, remember, the root word of distraction is poon, which also means entertainment, also means amusement. And so what happens? Social media gets us all confused. It's an entertaining thing, even TV, and it takes the place of the word of God. As a result, we don't really understand it's a devil scheme. There's so much going on in the body of Christ when it comes to singers and preachers, and everyone jumps on board that we don't even realize it is the devil's tactic. It's his strategy to get us focused on one or two things, and as a result, we're scrolling through social media and listening to YouTube and hearing what people are saying, and we forget about the Word of God in those moments, which teaches us to love and be sober, be vigilant about this devil's schemes. We have to be alert and ready for what the devil is doing, most importantly, for what God is doing. Second Corinthians, the last two verses, I believe, 2, 9 through 11, and it says, For to this end I also wrote that I might put you to the test, <laughs> whether you are obedient in all things. Listen to this, people of God. I'm going to read this again, Second Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. For to this end I also wrote that I might put you to the test, whether you are obedient in all things. What things? Oh, just part of what God says, obedient in all things. What things? Oh, just thou shalt not kill. No. He also says thou shalt not, we shouldn't be lying. We shouldn't covet. We shouldn't, there's a whole lot. We should forgive. We should love. And so all of these things come together. No backbiting, no gossiping. There's all these things. And so when you try to exclude some things and forget about some things and, run, and, 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 and just surface on the things that we may do and, and, and pinpoint on what others are doing, we are guilty, first of all, of judging them in a way that we cannot judge. And so the Bible says to be obedient in all things. Verse 10, now whom you forgive anything, listen to the word of God, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. His scheme is for us not to be forgiving. His tactic is for us to talk about one another, to focus on what people are saying and not on what God is doing. His tactic is to draw us from why Jesus even came on this earth, which was to show love. The Bible says, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son. So Christians, believers of the Most High, if you find yourself 
holding back and not giving, you are not seen. It's a tactic. We, we've got to be wise, but you also have to be giving. The Bible says, for God so loved that he gave. And when he loves, he gives. And when you give, you show love. I want you to understand also giving is about forgiving. Mm-hmm. All right. So forgiving is about is about an action, what you do because you love somebody. If you're having trouble forgiving, I'm going to tell you, you better check your, your love status. You better check your love meter because if you can't forgive, I didn't say walk into crazy situations. I said forgive such as that you can love them with the love of the Lord. I didn't say always go back. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about, you follow what God says, you are open to being hurt again, and that is true love and forgiveness and changing the ways. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I can do a whole subject on that. Here's the solution. Here's the solution to all this, Hebrews 12, 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. How do you get over all these distractions? Lay your weight aside. Lay the thing, the sin that easily traps you. You know what traps you, honey. You, you know it's that man that looks a certain way, that woman that has a certain um, size, figure, a job, money. You know what traps you that keeps you from doing the thing. If it's the Facebook, if it's the Twitter, if it's a whole bunch of other stuff, it could be even porn, some people. Let me help you understand. It could be gossiping. It could be going to sometimes with church friends. You've got to know what traps you. You've got to know what keeps you from the love of God and from running this race. The Bible says, and let us run with endurance the race that is so, that is set before us. It's already set. You might as well run it and endure it. it <laughs> it's already before you. Everybody has a race. It's a set race, so run the race and lay everything aside. I was talking this this afternoon. The only way to run your race, I think about track stars. They they don't have a whole lot of clothing on, and it's loose fitting so that they can have the mobility that they need and have and be like almost feather light. They even have running shoes a certain type of shoe for running. You have to be equipped. You can't have a whole bunch of weights. It's not a bodybuilding contest. You have to endure. And so you have to lay aside the things that oppress you, depress you, keep you held down. And whatever or whoever that is or it is, you've got to know what traps you and snares you that's got you in bondage. The Bible says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto who? Jesus. The author ends it, but Jesus. He's, a, he's, a, he's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega for our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What happens? Humility also. Humility helps us, James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What do you do to keep away from this 3D effect? All these, um, the, 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 yourself, the world, and the enemy. Submit to God. Some people just say, resist the devil, he will flee from you. No, you got to do something first. You have to get, commit to what God is. 
surrender unto him. And I tell you, when you surrender, you're easily going to resist the devil. You're easily going to say, oh, no, 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 nay, oh, nay, nay, devil, not this one, not this time. And then he, the Bible says, and he will flee. Why? Because he can't stand in the presence of God. And then finally, let's make sure I say um, this particular one here. Um, Mark, the, let me make sure I have the right one. This is the one. Um, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, this is Jesus, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. How do you get out of these situations and snares? Yes, you're reading the word of God, but I want to stress to you what a lot of people don't do because they have a hard time with this is to get away, steal away, and talk to the Lord. That's prayer. Talk to him. First of all, how do you do that? There's several different ways and patterns, but the first thing you need to do is always come in thanking him, showing submission unto him, honoring him, acknowledging that he is God, acknowledging that he is Jehovah, Ropa, Jehovah um, um, Jireh. He's the one that provides for you. Coming in humility, repenting of your sins, whether you mean to do it or not mean to do it. Sometimes we don't even know we've sinned and we've sinned. It is so important to come to him, thanking him, and then acknowledging who he is, well, first acknowledging him, thanking him, and also coming to repentance of who we are really not and who he is. And then you can ask him what you need of him and then thank him again for what he has done. Just giving you a little model prayer for those who are struggling with prayer. I got this message from someone before. And so coming to him, if Jesus had to pray, why would you not go and pray? And then if he had to steal away, why would you not take the time to steal away? The enemy wants to keep us from the word and communicating with him. And when you, listen, he wants to keep us from communicating with God, period. That is through his word and prayer. And when we don't meditate on the scriptures day and night, we in turn don't have our mouths filled with the right stuff to speak over our life and to Make sure that we distract, don't distract our destiny. So if you want to get to your destiny here on earth, some things you have to do, and I'm going to turn over to my brother, Elder Delgie Jones, some things you have to do is to make sure to submit to God by, by way of prayer and by way of studying his word. And I tell you now, you cannot meditate on him and not be filled, first of all, and then secondly, him give you the directions to go in. I wanted to share those few things here, and then I'm going to turn it over for Elder Delgie Jones in order to explain some things. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you, woman of God, for having me on the program today. Listen, just wanted to follow up on something that my sister shared, and she was talking about David. And uh, for the past week, I've just been studying the life of David. And I, I teach men, um, and so I always say that David is a good model for men uh, because we see all the aspects of his life. But also, it is, it is good for women as well because you can see how an individual walked with God. But I want to just talk about, she was talking about don't distract your destiny. And saints of God, what we need to do is to make sure that we keep ourselves aligned with God. You know, we, we know the story of David, that how he became king and how he had, um, he was taking care of his father's sheep and 
God told Samuel, how long are you going to mourn over Saul? Because I've rejected him, but now I'm going to anoint the king for myself. Because the children of Israel said they wanted a king, and God said, no, I'm your king. But they said, we want to be like other nations. So God allowed that to happen. But he also told them when he allowed Saul to become king that he's going to take, he's going to take, he's going to take, and he's going to take. And that's exactly what he did. But back to David. What David did, he was he was faithful in what he was doing. Now, in order for us to get to our destiny, we have to remain faithful. There is something about we serve a faithful God, so we must also be faithful. The Bible says he remains faithful. Our God remains faithful to us. So when David was taking, he remained faithful, taking care of his father Jesse's sheep. And so when Samuel came to the house, and many of us know the story, but I just want to skip through this. When Samuel came to the house, he saw all of seven, David's seven brothers, and he said, is there one other? He asked Jesse, is there another? And Jesse said, yeah, there's another son, but he's ruddy, and, uh, but he's out taking care of sheep. And Samuel said, well, we're not going to leave here until he comes. And so when David walks into the room, the Lord said, he's the one. The oil did not flow. The anointing did not flow until the man of God had shown up. And so he was anointed king in front of his brothers. Now, as soon as he was anointed king, did he get directly to the throne? No. He went right back out and remained faithful, taking care of his father's sheep. So we fast forward. He goes and he fights Goliath, and I won't go through all of that, but he fights Goliath and he receives the victory. And, and, and Saul invites David to stay in his house. Now, God anointed him as king, but it's vitally important that when we're anointed saints of God to do something, it is very important for us to wait on the appointment to do something. So we might be anointed, but we have to also wait on the appointment. But watch how God, when he was anointed king, the Bible says, and the Lord was with David from that day forward. What God was doing is orchestrating David's destiny because of his faithfulness. And so he kills Goliath. He becomes a hero for the, the nation of Israel. And Saul brings him into his household. And the thing David did was succeeding until the women started singing after they came back from battle. Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. And from that day, Saul sought to kill David, but God was with him, saints of God, because he remained faithful to him. He aligned himself. And so everything David did that lastly I want to talk about, uh, uh, he killed uh, 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 Goliath in chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. But in chapter 18, we find out that Saul decides that he wants to trap David. So he says, I'm going to give you my eldest daughter to wed, so you'll be my son-in-law. And it turns out that the eldest daughter got married, but Michael, David's, I'm sorry, Saul's daughter, loved David. And so Saul says, well, I'll give her to you, but I need you to understand, I don't want a dowry from you, but what I want is for you to go and get me a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. What Saul was saying is, I want you to go and circumcise these men and bring me their foreskins. And he wanted a hundred. David said, you know what? 
I'm going to go over and above that. And even though Saul, because Saul's plan was sending him to do this mission, was that he was hoping that the Philistines would kill David. But what happened, saints of God, because God had already preordained for David to be the king of Israel, whatever he did, because he aligned himself with God, he stayed close to God, and God orchestrated him. He was anointed king. He went out to, the, to take care of his dad's sheep. But now he's moved into the castle. He's getting closer to the palace. He's getting closer to the throne. And once he um, takes these foreskins, Saul tries to kill him again, saints of God. He tried multiple times to kill David. But remember what the Bible says, and I want to end with this and encourage you all. Remember, the Bible says, and the Lord was with David. So can I just encourage you to know that the Lord is with you, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what you might be facing. Know that the Lord is with me. Come on, say that. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. When you feel down, when you feel alone, when you feel discouraged, when you feel like you're losing, Say into the atmosphere, the Lord is with me, and we will find out that we will have success after success just like David did. Now, I want to say this last thing. The one thing that David, that God said about David is that David was a man after his own heart. Now, we know what David did, all the things that he did, but the reason God said he was a man after my own heart is that David chased after God. David kept short accounts with God. He even said one time, God, I don't have any sin before you. Because, and, and we look at his life, and at our, at our family reunion, one of my cousins said, how can he say that? We know what he's done. But David kept short accounts with God. He knew how to go to God and repent and ask for forgiveness. And David said, so far as the east is from the west, so far you have removed our sins from us. You know, if you go to a globe and you start going east, you never go west again. That's how far God has removed our sins. So be blessed. Be encouraged. Don't be distracted from destiny. So we're going to pray, and, and I'll hand it back over to Minister Dancia. Father, we thank you that we will not be distracted by uh, things that keep us from our destiny. God, I pray for everybody who is listening on this call, everyone who will hear later on, Lord God, that you would give us an ear to hear, but that we would not be hearers only, but what, that we would be doers of your word. God, I bless you and I thank you. I cover and I cover the people of God that from this day forward, we will walk uprightly before you. We will stand, God, when you say stand. We will speak when you say speak. We will move when you say move. Lord God, we honor you and we bless you and we thank you. In the matchless name of Jesus, who is the Christ, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Listen, I want you to leave um, knowing this. You can't get distracted by the things that have nothing to do with your destiny. You can't get distracted by the things that have nothing to do with your destiny. I don't want you to downgrade your dream just to fit in your reality. Your reality may not look like your destiny, but I need you to upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. Upgrade it so that you can fulfill what God has for you. Thank you so much again for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. So glad you could come and join us on tonight. Do share this um, link with others as you tap into this and share. They can't distract their destiny. 
touch somebody, tell somebody, encourage somebody, tweet somebody, message somebody and tell them, don't distract your destiny. There is a plan, but there are some things that you got to know about. God bless you and have a great night.